All right. Welcome to Nerzy, the number one show for geopolitics and references to people that you don't know. Uh, my name is Drew. I am joined by Trey. And I'm uh, Slava from Canada. All right. Before we get into, you know, the topic of the episode and stuff, two things. I'm going to ask them each in, you know, order. Okay. Number one. Do y'all want to know what I just got from the butcher a couple of hours ago? Yes. Okay. Half a pound of sweet, or a little over half a pound of sweet Italian sausage. Okay. About a three-fourths of a pound of kale sausage. So that's about two of each. Okay. Uh, the main reason I went over there was uh, had to get four chicken breasts. Mm, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the little prince, my dog, uh, refuses to eat kibble straight anymore. So now I got to mix it up with like sweet potato and, well, listen, I got to mix it up with like sweet potato and chicken and frozen peas and all. Or, yeah. Yep. Little bougie ass dog. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. Um, got a jar of sweet white miso. Okay. Got a tin of cod liver. Cod liver oil? No, just cod liver, but it's also in its own. Yo, you ever had cod liver? No, I've never had any liver. It's the foie gras of the sea. Do you eat it raw? Yeah, also just like crush a little bit of a fucking sea salt on top of that. I mean, it's already kind of salty enough, but if you want that texture, yeah. I also got a tin of anchovies. Okay. Got about a pound of potatoes, pound and a half of yellow onion, which is just one yellow onion. Uh-huh. Yeah, all organic, all local, by the way. Got two lemons, got a thing of scallions, got some garlic, got some shallots, and once again, for the little prince, uh, two dog treats. Can I guess how much that cost? Uh, yes. That cost $240. Uh, no. Less than half of that. What? $120? Less, less than that. America's crazy. 90 97 80 Wow. That's insane. In a good or bad way. That was like a corpse full of meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did buy an entire animal cumulatively. That's insane. Have you ever fed your dog quail eggs? He, look, if I feed him one quail egg, I got to feed him quail eggs for the rest of his life. I, probably just like the rest of my life because he's going to live to be sixty out of spite. <laughs> well, he's so, eating like, so well, you know? Yeah, he's half Chihuahua, half Schnauzer. They're the two biggest dickheads in the dog world. <laughs> so yeah, he's gonna he's got he has so much hate in his heart. He's gonna be like fucking what is it, Senator Palpatine in yep. Star Wars? Yep. Yeah, it's just like that. He's a fucking Sith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we just got uh our dog the farmer's dog because we don't want to do that exact thing that you are now doing. So it's not it's actually not that bad. It's like Two chicken breasts to get them through a week. Mm-hmm. So we freeze two of them, cook like you, and you just like boil them. You like take the skin off, boil them for like twenty minutes, cook them all the way through, chop it up into little pieces and all, and then like you also fluff it with like you boil a couple of sweet potatoes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ancho loves like the frozen vegetables, like the vegetable medley or whatever from the grocery store because he likes chewing through it and likes like cold shit. So mm-hmm. that little mixture gets you through the week like real easy. So you just add like just frozen vegetables un unthought. Un unsteamed, yeah. That's interesting because that's like one of It's good the, for his teeth too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to be chewing on like hard shit if you're a dog. Um, and Trey doesn't let his dog have we... bones because all the bones are going into the broth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, he'll he'll never taste a bone a day in his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, second off, I don't know if y'all heard that. We probably maybe talked about this. I don't remember, but uh, we're a week and a half away from Vice being out of Williamsburg. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, the office is shutting down at the end of the month. Damn, I love that. Or, I, love or like, that I don't know if it's exactly at the end of the month, but like, yeah, they're cleaning house and shit. Like, yeah. And um, Slava told us that, you know, the vice office in Canada is now TikTok. Um, right. I don't I don't know if the what does the vice office in Williamsburg lend itself to? The farmer's dog. So I was talking with a friend earlier, and it'd be really funny if it became like a Target or a TJ Maxx. It's just like a, <laughs> a very nice outdoor cafe or some shit. I would love if it actually reverted back to being 285 Kent, like the venue. <laughs> oh, it just becomes like a squatter spot. Exactly. Yeah. I want it to be a be- CBGB's, but like not the original CBGB's, the ones that are in airports now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they could turn it into a vice store that just sold mm. like Spencer's gift style shit. Yeah, that'd be tight. I'd buy some stuff. They were going to finally open up the old Blue Last Bar. <laughs> Only one kind of beer. Tastes like shit. Oh, man. Did y'all ever go in the office when they had that like little mini brewing uh, display in it when Old Blue Last first started? No. Probably. It, it was like a whole... They had the vat and the... I don't know all the technical terms for brewing and shit, but... Yeah, they had the fat and the pot and what other other equipment and then just said Oblu last across the front. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't functional, but it still kind of smelled. <laughs> they just couldn't like pour enough rubbing alcohol on it to get it clean. I guess not. Um speaking of random people making wines, did you guys do you guys follow uh what's his name? Fuck Freddie Gibbs's manager Lambo. Lambo. Do you guys follow Lambo? on instagram yeah but he pops up on the timeline every once in a while he just made a wine it is an orange wine and i believe it is called faderade uh, you could already see trey warming up those fingers get ready to roast the shit out of this fucking wine he's about to read I into want- the terpenes the bouquet <laughs> are you talking about the tannins you fucking idiot god damn it yeah <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you want a high terp wine. My favorite wine is a sativa. I think. Stop saying terp. <laughs> Sipping Faderade. Yeah. Okay. Um. Fuck. Well, well, I like the the label stands out. That's one of the most important things. Like you know, wine people don't want to admit this, but as long as you have a cool label, it's going to sell. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can do the whole like, oh no, this is a traditional French from whatever you're doing. Yeah. Nah, man, I want a dude on a skateboard shooting a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would buy that wine every day of the week, man. It could it could just secretly be like old Minute Maid in it. I'm still gonna give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, no, the branding on this wine is impeccable. Let's let's see if there are any reviews of Faderade yet. What kind of wine is it? Orange. Which is also perfect because it looks like Gatorade, but you get faded off it. I'm going to buy a bottle with this. Okay. I'm also going to bring this up with the wine buyer at work, but let's see. Okay. Faderade is our latest collaboration with our friend Freddie Giz. This is a tropical aromatic orange wine with bright acidity. 
Tastes like white peaches, apple juice, and pear nectar. Okay, all right. Lightly spicy, bitter on the finish, but remain. Let's see the. Okay, so it's ninety percent riesling, five percent pinot blanc, and five percent gur. Ooh, I've always fucked the pronunciation of this one up. Uh, tremion. It's I, I just call them gur gurwurst because the last half of this fucks me up. But like, yeah, okay. It's a riesling, definitely bright. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Freddie Gibbs's wine. Uh, the white peach is one of the flavors. Uh, we're going to have to make sure we spread the word on this wine. Yeah. It, it, I feel like this probably has some nice pull on it, too. Like, you know, like when you sip a wine and then like that little afterwards, like you kind of pull your cheeks in a little bit. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah, it probably has a lot of pull on. I think the point of this, though, is that uh, Freddie Gibbs should come on Nersey. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I think I realized that my friend iced me like three weeks ago. Well, like Smirnoff iced? Yeah, yeah. How did, how, how, did, uh, how, did, how did this go down? Well, my friend Kevin uh, spent the night at our place recently because um, he was like going to the place that he was going to teach this semester do like a residency at or some shit and he his car broke down as he was on his way to state college where he usually teaches to get his stuff and so he spent the night here and he sleeps in this room that i record the show in and for whatever reason i had not like been sitting at this computer and looked to the left for a while but then i just did and i noticed this on my windowsill yeah. He literally did leave you a bottle of Smirnoff ice. Trey was right. Is that a thing you guys yeah. say in America? And, and you have to do it right now. Um, you have to get on one knee now and chug it. Chug. I'm not going to. Chug. 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 Well, you have to at least get on one knee and do it. All right. All right. I'm getting on a knee. And Drew is drinking the Smirnoff ice as he looks up at this. Oh my God, he's done. Oh, he, put that, he put that down pretty. That's not even like a traditional flavor, was it? What is that, like a lemonade? It's natural lemon lime. Ain't nothing okay. natural about that. Um, well, no, it's the it's flavor of a natural lemon lime. It didn't claim to be natural lemon lime. I think you have to learn American food phrasing slow. Right, right. Yeah. It's like detergent. Yeah. Uh, man, that seems like it was bad um <laughs> like rancid <laughs> yeah because kevin and i because we're like adults uh we ice each other still and <clears throat> uh he bought a case of smirnoff ice like a year and a half ago that has sat in the trunk of his car for two <laughs> summers in a row oh <laughs> Is, oh. is that why after drinking it you sound like RFK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I, I didn't want to point out that Drew's voice like did definitely change. Oh, that tasted. It tasted like it had turpentine in it. Um, if I die in this podcast, like somebody just like text Emily and tell her to come save me. <laughs> Do you guys know what a red rocket is? It's when you drink uh, mix that exact thing that Drew just drank with beer, fifty fifty. Smirnoff ice and beer. Yeah. What? I thought you were about to talk about when your dog has a boner. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's a different type of red rocket. You shouldn't drink that one.
Oh my God. So, okay. So over the weekend, um, we went to Collingswood, New Jersey, and it's like a very cute town and it has a taxidermy store in it for some reason. Okay. And so we're like, all right, well, we obviously got to go in this fucking taxidermy store. And there's two very friendly dogs there. And this guy comes out the back and just starts telling us a really long involved story about how he like six months ago blacked out while walking his dogs and fell on the ground and hit his head and was like bleeding out and could have died. Um, but then like a random woman saved him. And as he's telling us this story, which lasted like 15 minutes, his dogs are just behind him humping. And, (laughs) and like the male dog was intact. And so like, I felt like I need to say something to this guy because, you know, if his dogs are like, humping it could impregnate the other dog and then he could have a litter you got 13 more dogs exactly yeah but also dalmatians yeah yeah (laughs) but also i obviously could not say like hey dude your dogs are like fucking behind you because he's telling a story about how he almost died man i hate when people do that like you just met this person now they're telling you their like innermost problems I don't know what to do in these situations. You know, I don't like when people do that. That's why I just try to look mean all the time when I'm out in public so people don't want to say shit to me. <laughs> I might have to start doing that. I'm too damn approachable. There was a guy actually yesterday who tried telling me about like when he was in the psych ward in high school and shit. And I was like, bro, I do not need to hear about this. How long did you know him before he started unloading? I literally had known him for eight seconds. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there reading by myself. He's like, you mind if I join you? I was like, there's like seven other benches around here. So, yeah. <laughs> this is a nursey PSA. Leave people alone with your bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some of, some of y'all are a little too comfortable. He's like, no, nah, man, I just want to get to know people. I just want to know the way. I don't want to get to know you, motherfucker. <laughs> or just start with sports. Leave me alone. Tell me what you like about sports or movies. Don't tell me your trauma. Yeah. He's like, I like, I, you know, I, I love everybody. So I, was, I was like, why are you still talking? <laughs> like in my head i'm just like yo please stop like and i just get up and go stand in the bathroom for two minutes and then go sit in another section and keep reading drew did I you mean, guys get anything at the taxidermy store at least no it was not a place where the taxidermy stuff was for sale it was like the guy would like if you brought him something that you had killed while hunting he would taxidermy the stuff for you Okay. And oh, the other thing is like he's just telling this fucking story. And Emily and I were like, uh, we're gonna pop in for one second and then we're going to leave this store and go with our friends to the reservation at the restaurant that we had. And so this dude also made us like ten minutes late for our reservation. Yeah, you guys are just too damn nice. Uh. I mean, well, that's the other thing. That it might be a tactic. Like leading with a traumatic thing might be a tactic to make someone talk to you because like if I come up to you guys at a party, you don't know me and I'm like, hi, my name is Drew. I like to watch basketball. I would love that so much. Alan Iverson shot my cousin when I was in the third grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you can just turn around. You can be like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then turn around and talk to your actual friends. But if I come up to you at a party and yeah, I'm like, Alan Iverson, what did you say, Trey? Shot my cousin. Yeah. 
Alan Iverson shot my cousin when I was seven. I've never been the same since. You just have to keep talking to them until they unload. Not me, bro. I'm built different. <laughs> yeah, I think my thing is like, I have a rule against ever sharing my L's in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will never know what's bothering me or what my weaknesses are unless you're one of my close loved ones. <laughs> Even then, I might just like, you know, I'll just not tell you. So that's it for therapy, so I'll get my money's worth. So, Trey, as you are someone from the Mid-Atlantic region uh, who went to college in the South and now lives in the North, of those three regions of the East Coast, which of them as a whole are more likely to share some deep shit? Honestly, man, I don't know if you could say by region mm-hmm. because every place I lived in those places was like had different population densities Mm. so like in new york you're just gonna meet a lot more people which means you meet a lot more weirdos and freaks yeah pejorative in the pejorative sense not the you know good way these are the ones who dress like they are burning man all the time and they get the weird kind of junket bars yep and yeah they just start telling you about shit you had you did not need to know about at all yep and uh in the south people just like very polite in their reactions to those kind of things mm-hmm. and then talk shit about you when you walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I know DC area, it's just like, I only really like growing up, I only really hung out with like non transplants. It wasn't until I got back home after college where I was meeting people who had moved to DC mm. and it was like, Oh, well, you're, you're the problem here. I don't like you that much. <laughs> Yeah, there are some cool transplants, but like D.C. transplants are different where like people will come to New York and it's like, oh, the Big Apple, nowhere like it. And like they might move into a gentrified neighborhood or anything, but it's still like, I listen to Biggie. (laughs) I Yeah, yeah. They at least have like some respect for the culture of the place and all. And like they stay for like a decade, decade and a half, maybe the rest of their entire fucking lives. Who knows? Atlanta, like people move down there for the party scene and stuff, and then they meet the love of their life and they move out to the suburbs. <laughs> DC is full of people who come from the most annoying parts of the country and the world at large. Know they're only going to stay for two, three years for like, you know, so they can get that government job on their resume and still need every single thing. It's like, no, there's not a Chipotle right here. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm moving away in 2025, but that's not the point. And yeah, they just complain about everything about the city. They only leave like, a, they live within like a fucking four mile radius of Capitol Hill and that's their entire life. They don't try to learn shit else about the city. So these people have never heard of like Shy Glizzy or Fugazi. Or Dude, these people, they moved to the city that invented go-go music and they get upset when people playing go-go outside. <laughs> God damn it. Drew, are you like, would you consider yourself a Southern person or an Appalachian person? I would say that I am from the South, um, despite my like not really having an accent. My parents are, my dad's from the North and my mom's from the Pacific Northwest. And also I was pretentious growing up. So um, I don't really have a Is that like a Southern trait? Oh, that's why you don't have an accent. I see. Yeah, yeah. But like- you know, like very much culturally, like I identify with the South, especially like in terms of like food and like music. I don't know. 
Like it, it blew my mind recently when Mono came on the show and called Young Jeezy old school because in my mind and like random because in my mind, well, like Jeezy was like a monolith <laughs> because that's like what everyone listened to in my high school. Like I would go to parties and even the jocks were playing three, six mafia off their MP3 player. It's funny, like, because I don't think a lot of people like the younger generation, maybe they weren't there, so they don't understand like what Jeezy was when Jeezy was, you know? Yeah. Like that 05, 06, like, till about the recession and shit. It was like Jeezy, that Jeezy Gucci thing lasted as long as it did for a fucking reason. Yeah, man. It was like, these are two dudes who were really just at like the top of it. And yeah, like if, man, if you don't remember people walking around in snowman (laughs) t-shirts and then also... Three weeks later, snowman t-shirts being banned from certain venues and places and schools. Yeah, it, even though you can't ban the snowman, snowman was banned. You can prevent the snowman from being worn. Yeah, the, the snowman's inevitable. The snowman is an idea. You can't ban an idea. He's like the fucking V for Vendetta guy. That would be sick if like Anons got really into Jeezy instead of that movie. That would have been way better. I would have had so much more respect for that. <laughs> Drew, where, like, what else happened in Collingwood? Went to a lovely sushi restaurant. And before that, uh, Emily and I saw a fucking UFO. Okay, I don't believe you, but tell me all about it. <laughs> okay, well, so we're walking along the street to meet our friends, Yuri and Tony. What time? And... 6 40 p.m the sun is out the sun is out okay and we are walking on the sidewalk we look in the sky and we see what appears to be a balloon like drifting off into the air um and we had seen like a guy hang gliding the other day and we'd seen a hot air balloon the other day so we were like oh let's take a moment and look at this only the balloon doesn't go up the way like a balloon does when it's been let go by a kid or whatever, it starts going sideways and then it changes direction and comes towards us. And it's like doing this thing where it's getting bigger and then smaller and bigger and then smaller as if it's like propelling itself. And then it stops above us. To me, it seems like a small balloon that's like 50 feet in the air to Emily. It was a big thing that was like, half a mile, a mile up in the air, whatever. Um, And then it stops, it hangs out for a second, and then it starts flying away. I mean, it was a UFO in the sense that it was a flying object that was unidentified by us. What color was it? Blue. Or no, it it was pink. It was pink. Oh, the other thing is I tried to take a fucking photo and video of it with my phone. And when I took the photo, it wouldn't, it didn't show up on the screen, even though like I had it in the frame. This is probably just that fighter jet that the military lost. Wait, did the military lost a fighter jet? Yeah. Y'all didn't hear about this shit? I think it landed over by your ends too. Yeah. Fucking uh, the military, like they were doing some exercise or something and like the pilot accidentally ejected himself. Left the plane on autopilot, so it just yeah. So that's what they that's what they said happened. What people think happened is that the F thirty fives are getting hacked. What? Yeah. Oh, what? 
Yeah. By anonymous? The, by guys in V for Vendetta I, masks? Yeah, that's right. By guys who were too late on the Young Jeezy train to get uh, in on that. <laughs> but I don't know. Again, like I, I don't. I go on a different type of internet. It's called the Canadian internet. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, is? Where you, where you know, Jordan yeah. Peterson runs it. It's like a thing. It's like with uh, uh, vacuum tubes and stuff like that. That's how we <laughs> got to do it. You have like the internet from John Wick. That's just the like pneumatic tubes. Exactly. That's right. And it's just Jordan Peterson doing all of it in his stupid fucking suits. <laughs> zoot suit <laughs> villain can i just tell you a story real quick about jail yes so guys who've been in jail for a really long time um they don't understand what drones are right obviously but yeah. this is the most popular way to get drugs in a jail because you just fly them over you drop them in nice and easy when they look up in the sky and all of these drones are flying around they say it looks like star wars this is like their best frame of reference, right? Because they don't know what an actual drone looks like. So they say it's aliens. Okay. So, what, did, what did they do? Like a quadruple homicide? They're in jail that long? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's life 25. A lot of stuff happens in 25 years. Yeah. That's true. I feel like there were other sci-fi movies made in that. Time. Yeah. But like, they don't, they don't explain how drones work. And also just like, it's overwhelming to actually see it in real life after you've been, looking at the same four walls for a certain amount of time. So they say well, also, it's Star Wars night. Yeah. Also for reference, like last episode, we found out that Slava was in jail during the exact period that everyone decided that Shrek was for adults. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of stuff changes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you ever feel like you missed random shit when you were in jail? Like just like vibes. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, like Kim Petrus, no idea. There's no way to like know stuff that starts on a niche that, that becomes mainstream. There's no way to like track that back. The most niche programming you have is like Bill Maher, right? Everything else <laughs> oh, is like God. literally the mainstream media. And you don't... Oh, Skyboy. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking Bill Maher, you know? Like, what do you expect from him? He's a piece of shit. I, but, yeah, I, I expected exactly Bill... I expected Bill Maher to do exactly that. I'm surprised um, he changed his mind. Did he? Yeah, he said he's not doing it anymore. Yeah, he, I meant Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Well, Drew Barrymore got bullied. I mean, Bill Maher has been getting bullied for a very long time for just being Bill Maher. Dude, like, uh, after watching as much Bill Maher as I had during my time incarcerated, I can pretty confidently say that the studio audience is made up of the same kind of group of people because it's the same fucking laugh. Every time, like it's the same guy who does like the extended prolonged laugh slightly beyond everybody else. And like, there's no way they're just like, they just happen to be inviting that one guy back every time. So these are I mean, guys who be. just like, like the free food that comes at the tapings. <laughs> so they consistently show up. It could be canned. No, 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 no. I feel like he's one of the, he would have too much pride to do that. Because he gets really upset when people don't laugh at his jokes. That's like the funniest thing about Bill Maher is when he says something and the audience reacts poorly and he like gets mad at them on the spot and he like calls them dumb because they didn't like his <laughs> shitty jokes. Oh, so now I can't talk about kicking babies and how much fun it is. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was America. Yeah. Cool. I'm so glad I've never watched any Bill Maher and so I can't follow up Trey's joke with my own joke. Really? You've never watched Bill Maher? No, man. Not even like accidentally? Like your dad didn't yeah, used to watch it back in the day? No, we were a Daily Show family. Also, we didn't have HBO. 
True. Trey, have you watched Bill Maher? Yeah, it used to be my parents' favorite show, and then they got sick of him. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Yeah. So I've been like home like for Christmas or whatever, and like my mom and dad's watching Bill Maher, and I'm like, this guy sucks, and he's ugly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. he like hates when people make fun of old people. That's like the one thing that he he's like, no, the line is here. Like, yeah, that's literally it. He's like, that's the one people it's okay to be to be mean to. Everybody else, you're not allowed to be mean to. Vote culture. Bu, bu, bu. That's my Bill Maher. Can we can we talk about Drake real quick? Did he make up that that album was coming out, or like what's going on? Well, here? do you guys remember that poetry book that was supposed to accompany the album? And, ain't and no the album did album. not come out. And he just Sorry. put out a post saying that he's still working on the album. That's right. It's I don't know how much Bravo TV you watch, but Drake reminds me a lot of these like dudes on shows like fucking Summer House and Southern Charm and shit. Mm. Where it's like, yeah, you're like 44 years old and you make a living just getting drunk every day and not really having an actual job where you make things. Right, and ideally he's supposed to make music because he yeah. says he works so hard on it, but where's the album? And also, like, Drake's funny because, like, he always complains about people saying he's never he doesn't work hard enough, and, like, I've never heard anybody complain about Drake not working hard enough. I've heard a lot of complaints about Drake, but I've never heard anybody say, you know what, I just don't think Drake really puts the hours in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until now. I My perception of him is someone who, like, does work fairly hard at the thing that he does. I think he works really hard at being Drake. Yes. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to an entire Drake album all the way through. You should actually listen to Take Care. Take Care is an, is a very, very good record. I think the closest I got to that was uh, If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Mm-hmm. That's I would say that's his best album, actually. It's over yeah, Take Care for me. It's yeah. absolutely his best album, yeah. Followed closely by, uh, honestly, never mind. But, um, yeah. Listen, uh, for to shoot him some bail, Drake, the best thing about him is that he's managed to keep very smart people close to him, and he takes their opinion very seriously. So I think the biggest criticism of him is that he's not like a self-actualized person, and I think that's always going to be true of him, and hopefully he's just listening to people who still have their ear... Uh, to what's going on and i think he does here's a very silly drake anecdote so i once had to cover uh a concert by what was it majid jordan the ovo like electro group yeah and it was at hollywood forever cemetery i get there a little early because i'm writing about it and i'm like hanging outside because it was like super stuffy in the concert hall or whatever. And uh, Drake's like, Drake's like two white friends, like Obi O'Brien and like Obi O'Brien. the him, Obi O'Brien and like the himbo looking guy. Yeah. His um, name is Obi O'Brien. Ryan. Ryan no, Silverstein. Well, There's a Ryan okay. and a Brian. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, those guys just like sit on the railing like next to me and are hanging out talking amongst themselves. And then one of them, I want to say OB O'Brien, the guy who like once made a rap song, starts singing hotline bling. But rather than thing, he just sings 
ting with like a really a really intense like fake patois on ting and it was so fucking weird man the amount of uh like yes mannery that you he probably surrounds himself with is insane those are not the guys i'm talking about when i say he surrounds himself with good people by the way <laughs> no i mean like ovo 40 is like he's very talented at doing music stuff listen oliver chubbs hush uh no uh yeah those would be the main ones those are the guys that tell him what's cool. If you listen to Oliver's little radio show, which one, it's good. Which one is Oliver? Oliver's uh, Lebanon yeah. Don. He's the one. He he hasn't gotten the hairline surgery, but he makes him look more distinguished. Uh, this is this is a uh, OVO Oliver. Yeah, yeah, Oliver El Khatib is his full name. Uh, nice guy. Well, he's got good cheekbones. Good for him. Yeah, he used to be like a fashion bro. And then he uh, is now in Drake's inner circle. But his radio show is really good, and he has his ear to what's interesting. I just want to know, like, what direction this album goes. Okay, so, it's, so then there's Ovio Brian. Yeah, Ovio Brian is uh, the big, big old dwarf. Oh, Obio Brian. Obio Brian. Yeah, that's right from Hamilton. Obio. Okay. Yeah, Ob O'Brien is the one with the beard who once made a rap song that was like he looks kind of like he looks kind of like Angus Cloud, R.I.P. He does, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And then there's is it Ob O'Ryan or Ov O'Ryan? I think it's just Ryan Silverstein now. Okay, Ryan Silverstein, yeah. So okay. he got kicked out of the inner circle. Um, no, they're still in there, but it's just, it's expanded. The inner circle, Obi O'Brien and Obi O'Brien were never in the inner circle. The inner circle is like four guys. Okay, wait, so we went through Ovio Oliver, we went through Ryan. <laughs> Stop putting Ovio in front Ryan. of them like it's ASAP. No, you have to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what, what, what OVOs did I miss? Ovio Chubbs, Ovio Hush. Ovio Chubbs, okay. Well, when I type in Ovio and then a C, Ovio, Ovio Chubbs pops up, so like I don't know what you want me to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think we should retcon his name to be Ovio Obio Brian. Can we call him Ovio Drake? Ovio, did you go to Ovio Weekend? Uh, uh, not this year. I don't think so. No, I stopped getting okay. I stopped getting invited for free for some reason. <laughs> Chub, Chubbs is the one who is like the security, right? Chubbs is the one who has his ear to the street, street. But yeah, Chubbs is the one who he raps about having the gun. But Ovio Hush is like the ghostwriter. If you remember the beef with uh, Quentin Miller, Meek Mill said, uh, we don't know where you got your style. Was it Quentin Miller? Was it Hush? Or was it Detail? Mm. So now there's Ovio Detail. No, no. Detail is the guy from Florida who I think something really bad happened to. Oh, really? Either he was accused of something really bad or something bad. Oh, DJ was suing Drake for getting attacked by OVO. Uh, there. Oh, yeah. He got beat up by OVO. Yeah, the Chubbs broke his jaw. Goddamn. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't say it was Chubbs. We don't know it was Chubbs. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm saying Detail has filed a lawsuit against Drake alleging that his jaw was broken by Chubbs. I'm sorry. I believe you mean OVO Chubbs. <laughs> and. Well, the article lists him as OVO Chubbs earlier, so I just went by Chubbs for, you know. Okay. Also, I believe you mean n- <laughs> detail knee OVO. On 10 bands, Drake raps, I can tell you about them safe house nights out in Calabasas. 
But according to producer detail, there's nothing safe about Drake's Los Angeles abode. <laughs> as, he, <laughs> as he is suing the rapper, claiming to have been set up to get beat down by his security. I love a good fucking lead with some purple prose. Yeah, man, the purple are the better. Yeah. You ever read the New York Post's <laughs> coverage of Anthony Weiner? Oh, I can only imagine. I, I, yeah, I know they have some puns. Listen, buddy. If you like the phrase Weiner pops up, uh, <laughs> look up the New York Post Anthony Weiner coverage. Like, I'm pretty sure they still have someone on the Anthony Weiner beat just so they can make dick jokes. Have you ever seen the video of Anthony Weiner on the float at the Puerto Rican Day Parade? I've watched that whole ass documentary and it's so good. Do you know he makes yeah. countertops now because he networked with a guy in jail who makes countertops and now Anthony Weiner's working with him? Recycled That's... glass countertops too. Wow. Green. green. Yeah, okay. yeah. Also, Anthony Weiner, I'm pretty sure he was like the first one that Trump said had, quote unquote, the laptop from hell. And that is obviously, that title has obviously been usurped by Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. I don't want to hang out with Hunter Biden so bad. What do you think his favorite Drake album is? For all the dogs. He has listened to it. <laughs> That's why Trump calls it the laptop from hell. Because <laughs> it's got like secret <laughs> Drake. Hunter Biden has so many Drake songs on, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I don't like that Aubrey Graham. <laughs> I like ASAP. Rocky. <laughs> oh, that, like, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> a real man's man. I wouldn't part in Drake for a million dollars. I wouldn't part in Drake for ten million dollars. All the McDonald's in the world. I'll go to Drake. Slava, what kind of jam bands they got up in Canada? I'm so happy you asked. Simple Plan, <laughs> Billy Talent, what? Some 41, that... Avril those Levine. Are just, those are just Canadian bands. Band. Yeah, they oh, jam. Justin Bieber. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Those are jam bands, bro. No, no, no. Those are just bands that make like pop hits, which could be known as jams. Okay. You don't know who Billy Talent is. You nodded along with like Yeah, I do. Oh, no, on. I do. Okay. No, Alexis on Fire. Talent. You've told me about Alexis on Fire. Okay. Uh, Cancer Bats? Nope. Are these real bands or are you just saying things now? See, this is Canadian culture. Okay. Oh, Can no, this is like never knowing if you're lying or not. No, Cancer like, Bats are on. legit, bro. Cancer Bats, they make good music. Okay, this is a real band. Okay. Oh, yo, uh, what's the band that only Canadian people like? Uh, Tragically Hip and Rush. Yeah. Tragically hip. I looked them up on their Wikipedia page. It says that one of their lyrical themes is literally just like Canada. Yeah, they have a lot of songs about like small town Ontario, like uh, Bobby Canyon or Bobby. I'm going to fuck. Oh, fuck. You have to edit that because I will get my citizenship revoked if I said that wrong. <laughs> Bob K. Kagan. Bobby Kagan. You know who's a Canadian who I like? Coulter Wall. That's a good Canadian singer. What does he do? He does like austere acoustic alternative country music. Oh, this guy looks like uh, the next evolution of Oliver Anthony, like the Charizard to his Charmander. Yeah, except it's like he came first. Oliver Anthony is a lesser Coulter Wall 
Jesus Christ. This guy's from Swift Swift Current, Saskatchewan. That's is, like nowhere. Is what's Saskatchewan? Explain this to me. Saskatchewan is like our Montana. Forgotten. It's like a forgotten province, dude. Exactly. That that's exactly right. Okay. Like everyone literally always forgets about it and none of it. It's like Montana. It's right beside Ontario. But everyone's like, oh, I don't want to leave Ontario. Where am I going to go? And then they list every other place <clears throat> to the east and west of Ontario, but they never mention going to Saskatchewan. <laughs> Although uh, Saskatoon famously got a Picasso for their art gallery. Well, why? Oh, no, sure. Maybe they Just had as to. As a tourist attraction. Yeah. Yeah, they spent the whole province budget on it. It's like they were just throwing a Hail Mary here, guys. So, yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> deeply in debt now. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading a couple of articles about this a few years ago, and it's just like, man, it's bleak over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vice Legend Derek Mead is calling me real quick. Hold on. Put him on speaker. Right. Make content. Yeah, out put of him this. on speaker. Yeah, Derek. What up, my brother? Well, we're, you're on the podcast right now. You just called in. Yo, what's up, Say Derek? Hey. Hello. I'm on a boat on the bay right now. What's up, Jay? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm just on the ferry right now. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing actually on this ferry. Um, uh, but I was trying to call Trey because uh, well, I have a lot of thoughts about the pod. So I love all of you guys. Uh, I'd like to get into that later. Oh, but, thank uh, you. I could just ask like Trey for like an immediate question. Just what is the name of the dude? Um, my man. And a smoking jacket who's in the line every day. Oh, um, hold on. Let me look him up real quick. I'm literally like forgetting like handle and I want to type it into someone. Uh, because I was looking at him today too. Um, it's like Rex Poppy. Rex underscore Poppy. Oh, Rex Poppy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, thank you. All right, no problem. I was having a a senior moment. Um, Thank you for that. All right, yeah, yo, you got to come on the pod one day. All right, we're both coming on. All right, sick. <laughs> All right, bye, Derek. Right. That's Poppy. I'm See you later. Poppy. I love you both. All right, peace, man. Do you guys know about Rex Poppy? No, what is Rex Poppy? Rex Poppy is this guy who just, like, he'll find a line of people and have his phone on, like, selfie mode and walk up and just put his oh, yeah. arm around random people in the line. And sometimes they freak out and sometimes they just, like, it's – it's like the best vibe check I've ever seen. Like, is this person cool or not? That's sick. And it also seems like he's not in North America doing this. Mm, it, well, hard to tell. Hard to say. So to take it back to the UFO stuff, uh, did y'all see that Blink-182 is putting out a uh, a new record? Yeah, I like wasn't very excited. And then I watched the Zane Lowe interview that is like made to get you excited. And guess what? Fucking worked. I'm excited. Wait, is uh, Travis Barker going to be involved? Like he's a little too busy being in like a teenage type of love with Kourtney Kardashian, it seems like. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy Uh, how he became the most popular one out of the three of them? Yes. Nah, I mean, like he it—he had the look and all. He was like the cool-looking drummer with all the tattoos and shit. Back also then, everybody true. just kind of looked like that. Yeah. He looked like every member of Good Charlotte. Every member of Good Charlotte looked like him. <laughs> There's a difference. It was a specific kind of guy, but I—I—I I, I personally did not think that Travis Barker would be. Then he did the shit with DJ Am. Didn't he like? drum on the like LeBron song with Eminem and Kanye and 
Drake. Forever? Yeah, that one. What, the Sprite commercial song? No, that was a Poker Stars commercial, if I remember correctly. I thought it was a commercial. No, what's the Sprite commercial when, like, Drake's in the booth and then, like, his entire head just, like, does some <laughs> gadget shit? That is correct. That- and Sprite comes out? Yeah, they do use Forever for that for that commercial, but the song Forever starts with LeBron James on a jet playing Poker Stars. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't it like a LeBron documentary song or something? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and Travis Parker was not involved in that. I don't wasn't think. Wasn't that also the theme for Ballers? I uh, never watched Ballers. No, no, that's a different Drake song. That's a different Drake song, I think. <laughs> the theme for Ballers is right above it. I'm sad to say I have watched Ballers. Right above it, probably one of my favorite. Oh, so one of my favorite Wayne <laughs> verses in Right Above It too. First of all, Right Above It, great song because Drake just like uh, breaks down the plot of uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Yes, and then Wayne says the words, uh, "I got my gun in my boot purse," and I have yet to hear anyone ever call it a boot purse since or before then. I mean, that's referring to like the trunk of a car, right? And or Lil Wayne watches a shitload of John Wayne movies. It does sound like something Biden would accidentally say in a presser. <laughs> well, I googled boot purse and it's just a bunch of cowboy boots been refashioned into purses. That also seems like a thing Lil Wayne would have carried at that time. Like that sounds expensive. <laughs> There's also a specific Urban Dictionary uh, entry for Lil Wayne's boot purse. Oh. And what does it say? Apparently, it's what Lil Wayne keeps his pistol in when he walks around. It's a very fashionable accessory, which you can obtain by killing Lil Wayne and prying it from his cold, dead hands. That's fucking tautological. I hate that. <laughs> there, I remember this is some deep, like, late 2000s, early t- 2010s Twitter lore. But I remember that Heems from Das Racist had a bit where he claimed to have ghostwritten the Drake verse on that song. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good lie to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird about Blink-182 is they never really like got into rap at their height. Like almost uh, by design, some would say. Well, I mean, they weren't new metal, you know? No, they had they the song weren't. "Feeling This," which had ad libs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what, yeah. They're pretty much the Migos. I mean, there's always been ad libs. Like Bill Withers had ad libs. You know. That's true. Like lovely, like lovely day, man. It's like lovely day, lovely. Day. He's like, I lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. Yeah, those are ad libs. <laughs> fair, fair. No, I do agree oh. with with Drew's line of thinking. There's also three of them. Like there were three Migos. It's pretty much a hand in glove comparison. All right, okay. Well, here's a question then. Members of Blink, which Migo are they? Offset is Travis. Tom DeLonge is Takeoff because they took him off the band. Yes. Um, And that means Hoppus is uh, Quavo. It works. Perfect. And then Travis Barker is Offset because he surprisingly became the most famous out of all of them for some reason. Uh, the vibe of Blink-182 was never really captured again after they went away. I mean, it was because like instead of um, three guys making fun of stuff that you saw on MTV, it was just Eminem making fun of stuff you saw on MTV. Well, they were contemporaries. Mm, one bled into the next. They were never. They were not at the height of their popularity at the same time. I kind of disagree. 
agree. I mean, we could figure this out via Wikipedia, but I go off vibes. I got the goddamn discographies up. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Eminem's debut, Infinite, came out in ninety November twelfth, ninety six, and Cheshire Cat, uh, Blink's debut came out February ninety five. All right. Dude. 97 and has gone platinum uh eminem's uh yeah slim shady lp his uh sophomore album was 99 went like five times platinum and uh marshall's mathers lp was 2000 which has also gone fucking diamond yep um that's because he works the hardest If, yeah, if you work the hardest, you sell the most albums. That's the way it yeah, works. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know Blink-182 released the album in 2019. Okay. Yeah, it did, did 77,000 in sales. That's a, yeah. very respectable for like a band these days. In the streaming era? Yeah, if we could sell 77,000 albums. like You know who else I'm going to throw in the mix here? Who rap actually did acknowledge fairly, fairly hard? Uh, Fallout Boy. Yes. Fallout Boy's hard, bro. I still listen to that shit. Dude, I was listening to Infinity on High uh, the other day. With a, a Jay-Z intro. Yes. And fucking Babyface produced like two of the songs on it. Yes. 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 Yeah, like Thanks for the Memories is a fucking Banger. Like, R&B song, technically. Okay, <clears throat> let me tell you a story about Blink-182. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, baby Slav, probably 13, 14 years old, little mustache on him, goes to the mall to get new music. Okay, this is the first time I had my own money. I was shoveling sidewalks. I decided to buy two albums. Uh, one of them was Country Grammar. The other one was Blink-182, Enema of the State. We are driving home, and my parents say, let's put on one of the albums that you just got. I said, okay, great. Let's put on Blink-182. I don't think you guys are going to like hip-hop music. The second track on Enema of the State, and you're going to have to take my word for it because it's been wiped off streaming services and the internet writ large, is a song called Family Reunion. Have any of you ever heard of the song Family Reunion? No, but it sounds wholesome. Uh, Go go on. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds wholesome as hell. And it's actually a very short song. It's actually um, just like live footage uh, from their uh, one of their concerts, and the entire song is uh, Drew's dad, please cover your ears, and my mom too, I guess. <laughs> Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. They repeat that four times. Then Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong say, I fucked your mom. And then Tom DeLong also says, And I want to suck my dad and my mommy too. Oh, is this thing on? You can't find this song anymore. It's not on streaming. This was seared into my memory. This happened. I have a distinct memory. Song number two on Enema of the State. Okay. Uh, okay. So according to Wikipedia, Family Reunion, it has its own separate um, Wikipedia entry. Amazing. Family Reunion is a song by the American rock band Blink-182. The song, which lasts only 35 seconds, is essentially a sung-through version of comedian George Carlin's Seven Dirty Words routine. Recorded in 1999, it was distributed as a promotional single for the band's third album, Enema of the State. Background. Family Reunion originated during the band's live concerts, where they created the song while joking around. A studio version was recorded at the behest of NoFX frontman Fat Mike, and was included on Short Music for Short People, a 1999 Fat Records compilation, 
featuring 101 short 30-second songs. Okay. The studio version was produced and mixed by Jerry Finn. The song was also released on a promotional CD given for free to radio programmers as if this shit was going to go on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And record stores promoting the release of the band's third album, Enema of the State. The song is a staple of Blink-182's concert set list. (laughs) Numerous Numerous live recordings exist, most notably on the band's solo live album, The Mark, Tom, and Travis Show, The Enema Strikes Back. In 2015, Rolling Stone contributor Andy Green named it the band's single most juvenile song. <laughs> you know what? I stand corrected after Trey reading that. It was the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, The Enema Strikes Back, and it's okay. song number four. But I don't know if it's on streaming. Let me check. It's still here. Never mind. I do really like the idea that you had which was that like this song was so offensive that blink 182 scrubbed it from the internet. Um, They retconned it out of existence. Exactly. Because like that shit does happen. Yeah. There's a lot of episodes of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I just can't watch anymore. I forgot enema of the state has a song on it called aliens exist. Great. Wait, hold on a minute. They're, there's, I just scroll past the phrase gay porn in the Enema of the State Wikipedia what? entry. Um, what? So the band played to sold out audiences and performed worldwide during the summer of 2000 on the Mark, Tom, and Travis show tour. The tour was staged as a drive-in movie with a giant retro billboard suspended from the ceiling and films were projected on the screen behind the band, including vintage gay porn as a joke. Man, can you imagine how many parents were so mad when they bought their like <laughs> fucking twelve to see Blink One Eighty Two? Yeah, man. Um, well, that's like all parent that parents are the demographic of people who like Blink One Eighty Two now. Yes, that is incredibly ironic. Barker broke one of his fingers during an altercation with two men who kept flirting with his girlfriend in Ohio, and uh, Damon Delapaz, guitarist of Phoenix, stepped in on drums for Barker. Hoppus recalled an overwhelming emotional feeling when the band sold out the Great Western Forum in North Los Angeles. Dudes rock. Yeah, I mean, who, who among us, you know? Yeah, no, my my hands, they never heal because I'm always just like punching guys for looking at my girlfriend. I mean, I don't even have a girlfriend, but, you know, as a number one woman respecter on this podcast. You're just punching every every dude who yeah. looks at women. At women, yeah, don't even do. Uh, yeah, even if I catch wandering eyes across the bar, man, I just like fucking... Falcon punch a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't even disrespect her in your mind, dude. Do you carry a boomerang so that you can like most effectively defend women from bad men? So it turns out uh, I used to, and then it turns out like boomerangs aren't really great for uh, Brooklyn-sized bars. They just end up breaking a lot more glasses than they do people. <laughs> and this is why I've been eight six from like basically everywhere uh, east of Bushwick. <laughs> Any bar that a friend of yours doesn't own. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even some of those, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I walk in, and, like, before I even set a foot, it's like, Trey, I swear to God, if you have that fucking boomerang. <laughs> I just have to leave it with the bouncer. They're, like, patting you down, and they find a boomerang on you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a rough life, but, you know, someone has to live it. That's true. <laughs> have you guys ever been to a Blink concert? I saw Angels and Airwaves, which is Tom DeLonge's post Blink-182. Like, he left the band for a while to do this other thing. 
thing. I saw them open for Weezer when I was in college. Okay. How was it? Did they perform the song Aliens Exist? They did not, but... Is Angels and Airwaves about aliens? It was celestial. And when Tom DeLonge started his, like, alien-finding group... Uh, part of the sell was that like the proceeds from angels and airwaves would fund alien finding. Um, if you actually did watch the thing in that pitchfork post with Zane Lowe, he doesn't exactly like denounce it, but he says he got caught in a lot of big oceans with deep ideas <laughs> What? when talking about the aliens thing, because it's part of their history. They can't just like pretend it didn't happen. But for the sake of this, they have to. Dan Ozzy, a friend of the pod, he was the one who broke the story that Tom DeLonge was leaving Blink-182 and they're replacing him with the Alkaline Trio guy because Tom DeLonge left to concentrate on alien hunting full time, like running his like alien hunting business that included like astral projection experts and like former defense contractors who claim to have seen ufos and shit and did he like go in front of congress or something tom belong no or like like something like that happened luis elizondo who is like his co-founder of that company has been in front of congress multiple times also yo did you guys watch the fucking video where someone went in front of like the Mexican Congress or whatever, and was like, here, I brought an alien and it like looked like baby Yoda. Oh yeah. 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 I heard about this. It was so fucking funny. The funny thing is the way, like that was the first time I've actually heard it described as it actually happened because the news I saw was like the Mexican government presents this alien they found. Well, didn't the Mexican president also like think he saw an elf in a tree like last year or some (laughs) shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all don't remember this? No. Yeah, Yeah. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador did not seem to be joking when he posted the photo of an... A Luxie. A Luxie, a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. (laughs) Yeah, the the, the headline is just, Mexican president posts photo of what he claims is an elf. (laughs) It's pretty convincing, though. If you look at the photo... um, it just looks like a monkey or a lemur or some shit, but I don't know enough about this folklore, you know, <laughs> beast to know the differences. He just saw a Pokemon. You got to turn the AR thing off, the AR filter, or else oh, it yeah. looks like it's real, you know? <laughs> this is also one of the greatest, like, geopolitical headlines I've ever seen in my life, just... And then also the photo of him just holding his arms, like, what? Come on! Come on, that's enough! <laughs> Whatever. I I want it to be an elf. Um But you think like, aliens are real, right? I thought I thought this was subtle business. Like but so aliens aren't real, but elves are. <laughs> I don't think either are real, really. Well, no, I think that I aliens mean, is we have as a podcast, we have concluded that aliens, as long as it's a very broad term aliens are real broad is in like if like you know we're defining technically alive bacteria as aliens
But how much does oxtail cost up in Canada? So Buddy, like 40 bucks for a plate. Woo! Insane. <laughs> it's insane. And then, like, they're going to charge you for the gravy. Like, yeah, man. You used to be able to get a plate for, like, $12 down here. Now it's, like, in the 20s. Like, I want to see I want to see this ox that y'all are cutting the tail off. Dude, you go to Food Bazaar down here, the one uh, I used to live by, they will sell you the whole tail. You got to cut it up on your own, though. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Also, I, I did not realize that oxen had tails that long. Like, it comes frozen, too, so you could beat the shit out of somebody with it if you needed to, like, in <laughs> I'm just imagining like GMO enhanced oxtails that have been made to be like Oakja level long. Oh yeah. Like tentacles. They have like a bunch of ox out there that just have like three tails. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Remember when they were trying to engineer chickens with like fucking four wings on them? Yeah. Dude. Okay. So the first like mag feature I ever did was for Time Out New York. It was a profile of ASAP Rocky when he had, he had just dropped like peso. He hadn't even dropped the mixtape and he was playing his first show and I did some shit on him for it. And I overheard him while I was like interviewing him on the phone someone was like, what do you want to get from Subway? And he was like, I want a vegetarian sub. And I was like, oh, are you a vegetarian or something? And he was like, yeah, man. Have you ever heard of what they do to those chickens? I mean, like to come full circle, why do you think I go to the butcher, man? All this shit's local and ethically raised and uh, farmed. This is going to sound embarrassing, but the only reason I know what pescatarian is is because ASAP Rocky became one a little bit after your interview and then talked about being one. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think Drew talked to ASAP Rocky like two hours into him deciding he was a vegetarian? (laughs) (laughs) And then a little while later, he's like, nah, man, I need some salmon or something, man. Like, yeah. No eggs. Wait, I didn't know. (laughs) No, I think you can. No, that's vegan. No, pescatarian is fish and eggs. Yeah, but vegetarian, yeah. you can have. Um, no, vegetarian. You can have butter. Yeah, you, you can, can have, have animal product. You can't have an animal. Yeah, but as a vegetarian, you can't eat fish and eggs. No, you can't eat no. fish. Like, there's not a baby chicken inside the eggs. Well, it depends on what parts of the South you're in, but. Yeah, I mean, well, no, that's like a different category of food. The humble egg doesn't fall into this category and is therefore included in a vegetarian eating pattern. Okay. The humble egg. Who's carrying water for eggs, bro? This has been Nerzy. I've been Drew. I've been Trey. I'm Slava and I support Kalistan. I don't know how problematic that is or if he said anything wrong. So, like, we'll leave it in for now. But, um, yeah, if, you know, <laughs> a bunch of- if a couple of, you know, Dudley Do-Right shows up at my door with the fucking Extendo, then I'm just going to tell him it was Slava. Wait, does this mean that Snidely Whiplash is American? I guess so. Who the fuck is that? Isn't that the antagonist of Dudley Do-Right? Let's, you know, this is how we are going to end the show. Snidely Whiplash, nationality. <laughs> oh, and ethnicity pops up. Okay, let's, yeah, let's get real, let's get real weirder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a Rizzy Peel main antagonist in Dudley Do-Right of the Mounties. He is an arch enemy of Dudley Do-Right. 
he was listed among the 100 greatest characters in television animation. Okay, that's... Hmm. Whiplash is obsessed with tying young women to railroad tracks. Like, he's, he just can't stop doing it. Oh, no. He has, he has no reason to do so and he realizes no gain, profit, or advantage. But it's simply... <laughs> Yeah. Whiplash is obsessed with tying young women to railroad tracks. He has no reason to do so and realizes no gain, profit, or advantage, but is simply compelled to do it. Just doing it for the love of the game. Just can't stop doing it, man. I've never seen this episode, but on one occasion, typical of producer Jay Ward's sense of humor, Whiplash and Do-Right changed hats. Do-Right became the criminal... Do-Right became the criminal supervillain who actually succeeds at a crime. And Whiplash became the RCMP hero for capturing the evil do-right. This role reversal was repeated in the 1999 film adaptation. I remember this, starring Brendan Fraser. Okay, I don't remember this. Man, Brendan Fraser was doing so many like of these type of movies. He was George of the Jungle. He's yes, fucking- great movie. He was in, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like, it might have been like Meatheads or something. It was like a movie with him and Adam Sandler and somebody else where they were like a heavy metal band full of idiots. Okay. Let's end here. Um, because next episode is definitely going to be Brendan Fraser appreciation. Uh, 